Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. For me, you know, it's like I could bring in, I was bringing people in. I was like, by now you got to be tired of me. They're like, no, we want to hear from you. I was like, well, okay, if that's what you want. But these are specific meetings that I really think are, these are the meetings that change your life forever because I really believe the impartation in this stuff really does something for your future because it's a set aside time that we decide to do that, that we decide to go spend time with God. You can be anywhere, but you decide to come here. But the one thing I don't want you to do, especially tonight, I don't, this ain't like church. This you got to catch. You know what I mean? You got to catch it. So there's something about your interaction with it that gives you the availability to what God is speaking. So I want you to just grab it. I really feel like tonight, especially, you know, God just gave me an opportunity to speak into your life and I'm going to take it. And I, and I really, I really hope, can I have that? Give me that bottle. You're over here. That one. Thank you. Um, I really want to make sure that you guys get what you need to get. Cause I think, like I said, it was funny, you know, a lot of times you come to, um, you come to something like this and you set aside a word, but I didn't want to just set aside a word. I wanted to set aside a piece of God that you could take with you. So I kind of, it's, it's really like, it becomes very um, weighty because you feel, you feel the room before you get to the room. You know what I mean? So like, I felt the room like a couple of days ago. So that's for you. That ain't for me. You know, Gigi made me laugh. She goes, you don't really go to church. I said, what do you mean I don't go to church? She goes, you go to church and talk, but you don't really go to church. I said, yeah, I go to church. I talk to myself. You know, that's what happens is, because I'm not this smart sometimes, kid. You know what I mean? I just, I'm talking to myself from what God's speaking. But I want you to really, I want you to really grab this word. Because this word's about you. Amen. It really is. This has nothing to do with a sermon. This is about you tonight. And I need you to take this word, and I'm not going to be dramatic, but I'm telling you, this thing will change your life. Because you got to realize what I'm going to say to you was, it was really cool because I kind of peered in through the other side. And God was like, this is about them. And you grabbing what you need from what I speak to you because you need to hear this. It's really, really important. It's really, really good because you don't don't believe enough in yourself. And I'm not talking just to preachers. I'm talking to everybody in the room. And when that happens, sometimes you're like, oh, is he talking to preachers? No, I'm talking to you. And when I start talking to you and break this down, I want you to grab it. Amen? Because I want you to grab it and run with it because it's for you. It's your word. Is that okay? And then I'll, we'll see where it goes. I got like nine, 90 things to go in direction. But we'll feel the room and we'll go. But at any, I want you to be sensitive, even the team. Be ready. Because at any given moment of time, we're going to go over. And I don't know what people need. You know, we'll do a time of worship. We'll pray for people. But I, I'm going to be real, real sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? So if you start weeping or crying, or I don't care about none of this. I care about your feelings. But I don't, I don't care about order. I'll create the order in what I feel, but you don't let God pass you by. This is you with family. You know what I mean? It's not like I got to be dignified. This is not like some kind of dinner party. Amen. You know what I mean? This is not, no, I'm being serious. Like, you know, like, yeah, like run the aisle. I don't care. Right. If the Holy Ghost gets on you, take a run. I could care less. <laughs> I'm just being real, you know, because like, well, you guys do church a little different. 
Yeah, be, well, it's okay because we're leaving. We're le God was really, we're leaving too many things behind that we don't need to leave behind anymore. The new, the new church is like, you know, come to church and be normal. There ain't nothing normal about church. You should be scared to come in the building just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen? When, remember when you used to go to church back in the day? You repented in the parking lot? Remember back in the day, you come in like, I got a fight on the way to church. Oh, Jesus, please help me. Amen. You know, you worried about God, you know, getting on you and, you know, give, giving you goosebumps. You know what I mean? No, we need, to, we need to set an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. But when I, when I, and, I, and I need your interaction. You know, everybody say, well, you know, I don't respond in church. Well, that means you didn't get what they said. Amen. Is that okay? Yeah, that's when it's like you preach and everybody's looking at you like, I'm just listening. No, you don't. You need to participate. You're yet. You're amen. You're yes. You're I got it. You're yeah. That means you got it. That's right. Your response is your faith. That's right. Did you get what I just said? Yes, your response to what you hear is your faith. I'm gonna say it again real slow. Your response to what you hear is your faith. Amen. So the way you respond is your faith. Amen. That's how you feel the room. That's right. So if I say it in the room's like, well, I guess they ain't got no faith for what I just said. But this is your word. See, you need one instruction. Your life is all about one instruction away from changing forever. Somebody has to give you something to, to open your next season. Right. And I believe that. I, be, I think like that. Because it's true. Yeah. Go, to, go to Genesis. Go to Genesis 37. We're going to go to Genesis 37, verse 1. I've been, I've been sitting on this for a minute. I want to talk to you guys about that. i got a bunch of stuff. I'm going to go about 40 minutes. And I'm going to let you go. And then I'm going to let you just chill, all right? So just say 40 minutes. Jesus, good God, we've been in church for an hour already. You'll be all right. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you tonight about what, what I, I want you to really grab. Um, you know, I was sitting in this, and we can go there in a minute. And um, I want you to realize that the church, I really feel like, um, specifically, has has left behind things that you do not need to leave behind. And I really felt quickened by God to, to reaffirm you to stay connected to what you need to stay connected to. You know, there's times right now, like, the world's flipped upside down, and the church needs to stop this nonsense. You, is, you, you gas is six bucks a gallon, and you're as scared as the world. This is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? You need to lose all this phobia and all this fear and all this nonsense. This is not time for the church to draw back and go hide their head in the sand. It's time for you to look up. Your redemption draws nigh. You, ain't got, you got dominion. You got power. You got the anointing and all this stuff. But tonight, it was funny. I want to talk. Everybody's going to get hit with this one. But I need you to like catch it and go with it. And I really felt like I, I really kept feeling like I'm supposed to encourage you. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I was like, man, am I supposed to encourage these people? Like, is that what you want me? And it's like, yeah. And, and, and he gave me this specific kind of like terminology to get you going. And I was like, okay. So I'm going to read the story of Joseph to you. And I want to explain that. Anybody, don't get nervous. You're not going to have to suffer like Joseph. Let's pray to God. Genesis 37.1. Everybody said, praise God, praise God. Genesis 37.1. And, jo, jo, and Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Cana. And these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And Joseph brought out an evil report. I don't even know what that evil report was. Well, I don't think anybody knows what the evil report was. But now Israel loved Joseph more than all his other children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. 
And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more, all that his brethren hated him. They couldn't even speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed the dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him even more. And he said unto them, here, I pray you guys can hear this dream. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, the sheaves stood around about me and made, made basically homage to him. They, they basically praised him. And my sheaf and his brethren said to him, shall we, you indeed reign over us? Or shall thou have dominion over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. And this guy's despised, man, right? He dreamed yet another dream, and he told it to his brother. And he said, I, brought, I dreamed another dream. The sun and the moon and 11 stars basically were standing still while I was doing my thing and basically paying homage to me. He told his father this, and his brother and his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you've dreamed? Shall I and your mother actually serve you? What on earth is going on? And his brethren, his brethren envied him, but his father observed the sayings. And I read this not too long ago, and God quickened me to this for you. And I liked, I liked it when I read verse 3. It said, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And I read it, and God said, tell these guys, you better keep your coat on. And I said, what in the heaven are you talking about? He said, that coat is symbolic of the anointing that was upon Joseph's life. And every one of you got a coat that God gave you. It's specifically designed for you and your assignment in the earth. I don't care what you do. You could be a preacher. You got a coat. Because it's symbolic of the anointing. It's symbolic of what God called you to be. And it's symbolic of what God called you to do. And it's assigned only to you. It's unique. It fits you and you alone. And I got news for you. Ain't nobody else going to put it on if you don't put it on. And the problem with it is this. If you're not careful, everybody is going to try to make you take your coat off. Because it's the problem with the church now. You, first and foremost, have to recognize how important you are for what God is doing in the earth. See, the problem with people is this, is they do not understand that your, your uniqueness is not found in your similarity to others. It is found in your distinction from them. The problem is you are trying to be like everybody else when God called you to be someone else. And just like Joseph had to go through this, it's very painful when you put on, now you can go crazy in this thing for like hours sitting here because you got to realize this. Everything that he went through was not because of who he was, but because of what was on him. Some of you are going to separate your emotional feelings to the coat you're wearing and to how people are responding to you. The problem is you're taking sometimes stuff upon you that other people are critiquing and criticizing and counterproductive in and taking ownership of it like, why don't they like me? It's not that they don't like me. You just don't like what I'm wearing. 
I, w- I went and got the coat just for the reason. You know, I said, let me use a prop. You know what I'm saying? Because I pulled it out. When they pulled it out, I ain't going to tell you where I was because it ain't none of your business. They put it on the counter, and I said, I'll take that. Everybody in the room looked at me besides my wife and said, that thing is horrendous. I said, that thing is me. Right? They, I got called. I, I had a phone call before I came out here. We don't got to mention no names. It was like, you look like you look. I said, I look like fineness because there's only one in the world, and I got it. It's got to be unique. I don't want it. If you got it, I don't want to wear it. Why? Because I like to be in my individuality the way I do me. Amen? If you don't like the coat I'm wearing, ain't none of your business. Mind your t- Look at your neighbor say, mind your business. It ain't your coat. I wouldn't wear it. I don't really care. Nobody asked you. Look at the other neighbors say, it ain't your coat. Mind your business. Amen? God put something on you that nobody else in the world has, whether you understand it or not. Get, but here's the problem with most of you. Most of you got a problem. It's called comparison. Right? What do you all you ladies do? You checking out the shoes. Where they got the shoe? Why she got them shoes? Why she got red bottoms? Why she got that? Why this one got that? Right? Preachers are the worst. I'm the worst. I want to preach like TDJs. I tried. Cannot do it. Ran around. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I got ready. Nobody came. No, I'm like, this guy's, the, this guy's like the best, man. He got, sit down there. They ever see him do that thing with the mic? They give him a mic and they talk about, hey, talk about two pieces of bread. He preached a sermon about Jesus. I got saved. I was like, what in the heavens? This guy's got it. I can't be him. I can't be you. I can't be the guy in back of you. I got to be me. Stop trying to be somebody else and comparing yourself with somebody else and looking at somebody else's coat and go, why can't I have the coat? You don't know what kind of pain they got to walk through to keep that coat on. Come on, baby. Come on. You got the grace for your coat. You ain't got the grace for nobody else's stuff. Come on. And what's big anyway? Big is fulfill your assignment. That's right. Big is not fulfill your assignment. Your assignment's not my assignment. True. Come on. Stop critiquing it and getting in this thing and getting yourself in a mess. Because you try to be somebody else. Be you. Leave your coat on. But I, I don't like it. Problem with some of you is you don't like the coat God gave you. Here we go. I'm going to mess with some of you. I don't want to be this. I want to be what you do. All the preachers want to sing and all the singers want to preach. Stop. Stop. I can't sing. Quit. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Why in heaven do you want to do something that God has not clothed you to do? Your frustration is not because you got an enemy. Your frustration is you don't have an identity. You better write some of this down. This is going to be quick. Your frustration is not this thing. You don't have an identity. You haven't figured out who you are yet. You ain't going to get frustrated if you know who you are. I got to be nobody else. Walk in the room, they think I'm crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? I said, I know who I am. I got to figure out who anybody else is. I, I like people, but I, I'm me. You don't like me? I don't know if I like you. We'll figure it out later. I'm like, be you. Now, this, this, this is rich. Because think about it. Well, I want to preach like so-and-so. God didn't call you to be so-and-so. That's the problem. Well, you know, I don't want to be at this job. Well, guess what? If that's the code God puts you in, put it on. You say it doesn't have nothing to do. Yeah, because here's the thing. See, here's the problem. I like this thing. He said there was a stranger in the land. See, the silence sometimes is deafening. Because silence is painful. You know, I said something one time about Jesus. I said, Jesus only cried out in silence, never because of pain. They beat him senseless, and he, he never said nothing. His father left him, and he was in utter silence, and he cried out, where are you? Why have you left me now? 
Silence is deafening. Your silence season is hard, but silence seasons are preparation for whatever God has for you. That's when we hate our coat the most. Because it doesn't feel like what I'm wearing is taking me where I want to go. Leave your coat on. Don't take your coat off. They're going to critique your coat. They're going to criticize your coat. They're going to they're going to they're going to talk about your coat. They're going to try to get you to get out of what you're wearing. Come on, stop it. Yeah. Jesus, well, how I know I'm telling the truth. Jesus said, "Put on." Put on what? Like a coat. Put it on. Put on love. Put on this thing. Put it on. Don't take it off. They're going to, the earth's trying to make us all take it off. Amen. Take your coat off. I ain't taking my coat off. And here's the way about the news. You know, I don't care what people do. Let them, this is for the record. Let people do whatever they want to do. I don't care what you want to do. You want to be an alien from another planet and run around and tell everybody you're an alien? Knock yourself out. But don't get mad at if I tell you I'm a Christian, tongue-talking, devil-casting out, water-walking, miracle worker. Don't get mad at me. You want to say you're an alien from another planet? Knock yourself out. I don't care. You want to wear whatever you want to wear? Go wear whatever you want to go wear. I care less. If that's the coat you want to put on, go put it on. But I got my identity figured out. I know what I'm wearing. Come on. You got to be you. Amen. You cannot not allow yourself to be you. Stop it. Don't compare it. The best day of your life is when you're going to what? You're going to go in the closet and come out and put on what God put on you. Yeah. It's going to be the most freeing day of your life. I don't have to be somebody else. Amen. I don't have to be nobody else. I got to be me. Amen. And the reason why sometimes we're leaving this stuff behind is because we're not connecting. And I got four things I'm going to give you quick. We're not connecting to the identity that God gave us. So we're frustrated. Why are you frustrated? Well, don't, don't see this is what happens, right? You put on what God put on you. You thought everybody was going to celebrate you. They wind up hating you. They wind up leaving some of you. All I'm doing is wearing my coat. Why can't? Because I don't like you. See, here's the thing. Don't take it personal. They just don't like what you're wearing. Don't forget what I said. That, why these people? And here, you know what it is? I wrote some of this stuff down. I love this. Your silent season is the most dangerous. The evil report is miserable. I'm wearing the coat my father gave me. Amen. The anointing is recognizable. It's tangible. Yes, sir. It's invisible, but it's tangible. You cannot see it with a natural eye, but you can see it with spiritual feel. You can feel it. You anointed. When you put your coat on, you're more anointed than anything else. Put on that purpose. Put on that call. Put on that plan. And when you got on what you need to get on, don't take it off for nobody. That's what they try to do. They try to critique you out of it. They try to complain you out of it. They try to criticize you out of it. They try, you ain't got to be that connected to church. You don't have to show. No, leave my, I got my coat on. Leave me alone. You don't have to be that committed. You don't have to be that submitted. You don't have to be that. You ain't got to be there every Sunday. Blah, 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 blah. I got my coat on, man. Stop trying to take my coat off. Why? Because as long as I can keep this coat on me, I can keep the anointing upon me. And as long as I got the anointing upon me, I'm going to overcome every obstacle that comes against me. You might not want to leave on you a God put on you, but I cannot afford to take off what he put on me. Come on, somebody. Don't do it. And let me tell you right now, some of you, here's the biggest problem you got. You ready for this? Now go slow. Go slow. You have not embraced your coat. What do you mean you haven't embraced it? You don't know who you are yet. Your identity's got everything to do with this. So you didn't believe in you. Stop not believing in you because people just don't follow you. Stop believing. Well, somebody's supposed to follow you. And nobody followed me in the beginning. I was by myself. And my mom and dad had to come along. I'm their kid. What are they going to do? Disown me? I kept showing up and they were there. I was like, Bro, you can't go. Where are you going? Like, you know, I was frustrated. I was like, ain't nobody here. My mom and dad are here, but praise God, they're going to go with me anywhere. 
Come on, you know what I'm saying? Why? And here's another thing. Why are you looking for people to embrace you that are not going with you into your future? I wrote some down. You're like, I did all little mini nuggets. Yeah, see, and then some of you, you're, you're crazy. You're nuts. I'm going to slap you before the week's over. Well, I, when I put my coat on, my friends don't like it. You need to get rid of those morons. They're not your friends. They're your enemy in disguise. Will you get out of here? Come on. Don't change your wardrobe for the people around you. Make them change their coat and get on board. Come on. You know what I'm saying? If I tell my friends I go to church, they ain't going to be my friends no more. Get new friends, ding dong. What kind of friends you got? Oh, I don't like you. I don't like me. I don't care if you like me. Come here for you to like me. I love you, but tell the truth. I can't tell my friends I go to church. You been there? Get new friends. Who are you hanging out with anyway? Come on. The anointing is recognizable. Leave your coat on. Right? Now, you better stop comparing this thing. I got four places I'm going to take you. I told you that, right? This coat, came, write this down. This coat came from heaven. Come on, you know what I'm saying? It was favor. It was distinction. It's on you. Your coat came from heaven. If God gave you something from heaven, why in the heaven would you not recognize it, regard it, guard it, keep it, and cherish it? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't like my assignment. Guess what? It's an assignment. It wasn't a job position you qualified for like, oh, God, I really want to go do this. No. He gave it to you from heaven. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to keep your coat on. Instead of you doing your responsibility to keep your coat, I don't want to be administrative. I want to be this. Be quiet. Be what God called you to be. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Shut up. Leave your coat on. Did he say shut up? I said twice in church. Get over it. Do what you're supposed to do. Why? Because you're the best you we need and we got to have you. And you're, guess what? You're anointed to do the books. You, and you do other things. But you're anointed to sing the music. You're anointed to, come on. The guy that mows the lawn's anointed. Once you come on the property, something's got to hit your life. Leave your coat on. But I want to go with, look, guess what? If God sees fit to give you a promotion, he'll change your wardrobe, give you a better coat. I don't know. I'm not God. But you better be faithful with the coat God gave you and understand that what this thing came from heaven get comfortable in your own shoes and get excited what God called you to be why because once you become the best you you can be guess what's gonna happen around you the people around you are gonna succeed in their dream and their goals because why ain't everybody critiquing everybody but they're what working for common call what to fulfill what God's got for them favor is recognizable I'm telling you, see, this is the problem with people. Why are these people mad at me? Why do these people leave the church? Come on. Why do my friends leave me? Why do people at work don't like me? Come on, you ever ask yourself this? Why do those people been with me? They've been with me from the beginning of the church. Why do they leave? Why, why do the pastor do this? Why this? Why that? People, they mad at me. They hate you. You ever hear these people, they don't like you? People you work with? They didn't hate you. Stop taking things personal. That's right. They just didn't recognize the coat you're wearing. See, they don't really hate you. They hate what you're wearing. And what I'm wearing is making them mad. Because you see, when favor shows up, you think everybody's going to have a parade for you. I got news for you. The day you show up with favor on your life, you're going to find out who really hates you. You'll be surprised who they are. Because they got that little, like, puckered up look. I went somewhere with Pastor Liz. You know, the guy got a building. Building was beautiful. Oh, the building was beautiful. And she was with me. And I could tell, half them preachers got puckered up. They looked like prunes. You know, you could tell. I was like, how'd you get this thing? I said, I'm taking you to dinner, bro. We're going to celebrate this thing. I love it. 
I look so stupid. I look like I was more excited than him. I think he got more. He was like, man, you, he did, dude, did. He was looking at me like, this guy's more excited about the building than I am, and it's my building. I said, praise be to God. This is awesome. <laughs> glory to God. I feel God in the hallway. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is amazing. I'm so excited. I was pumped up. I was like, we were in a dirty closet. I was like, this is the best closet I've ever seen in my life. Right. Praise God. You know how many things you could do with this closet? You could put mops in here and buckets in here and a mower, and you could put, you could put a, not a mower, what, what do you call that thing? Uh, uh, the vacuum. That's it. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, the vacuum. You can put all that stuff. That's the best closet I've ever seen in my life. God, look, they must have thought I was an idiot. Like, what's wrong when he's getting excited about a closet? I don't want to know why. I want to rejoice with you. I like what you're wearing. I like what you're wearing. I like what you're wearing, man. Because if you're wearing it, maybe he'll let me wear some too. Come on. Get excited about favor on somebody's life. Oh, you just want to get excited. No, I don't want to get excited. I want to receive from heaven what heaven's got for me. Maybe heaven is looking for my response to what everybody else is wearing. And if I get excited about what they're wearing, God will put a little bit of it on me. Praise be to God. Come on. Instead of sitting there and going, oh, puckered up like a prune, why don't you get excited when God moves into heaven and hutches the earth and does something for somebody? Come on. What you wearing? Now, I know, I was like, oh, you know, these people left me. I didn't leave me. They're my friends for 20 years. Your favor showed up. Once your favor shows up, you're going to find out who really don't like you. I went on this meeting. I ever tell you when I first came to town, Pastor Liz came. I thought we were going to lunch. One of these pastors in town, but I'm not going to mention his name. He ain't here no more. But he invited me to lunch and her. I told you the story. I thought we were going to go have, like, tea or something. I don't know. Guy's a little different anyway, so I was like, yeah, let's go. I get there, man. This guy's like, instead of like encouraging me, he's like basically, I seen guys like you come and go. Dana, I'm not kidding. I said, oh, this is a fight. I understand. Oh, this is cute. We have a t- lunch fight. Like, I'm from New Jersey, bro. I understand street. You know, I'm like, okay, you want to talk? Let's talk. We want to talk about it. I thought it was going to be nice, you know, John. I thought it was going to be nice. Like, he's going to be like, hey, really happy you're here in the community. Really, let's encourage you. You guys are a fine young couple. We can help you. We can mentor you. Cat, five minutes into conversation. I ain't lying. He said, I've seen guys like you come and go. I said, all right. I said, what's up, bro? I'll take my coat off for a minute. <laughs> I didn't do it like fists. I said, okay. And he's like, well, what do you think? I said, well, here's the deal. I said, why don't we come back? I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we re- come back at this meeting like five, ten years from now? And we'll see if you're here. Because I know I'm going to be here. I'm all ornery, too, and my coat's got a little flair to it, you know what I mean? It's a little, don't fight me. You don't want to fight me. I can't fight, but I got security. Everybody, and these guys are bad, you know. Some of, some of them actually been to jail and been reformed, so praise be to God. You know they can fight. Come on. Security in the back. I ain't going to tell you who they are, but they're back there. Come on, right? Listen, are you with me? And I'm sitting here going, I thought you were going to be happy I was here. No, my favor made you angry I was here. Wow. Come on. So your favor is not making everybody around you happy. And watch this. The brighter your favor becomes or the more seen your favor becomes, the more the devils around you manifest themselves. Did he just say devil? Yeah, devil. They come in people's eyes, man. And, like, and you thought they're going to be there. You ever go there? You ever show up and somebody looks literally possessed that they're yelling at you about something and you don't even know what they're talking about? And all they're really talking about is them. You know, like you ever have a meeting and it's like, well, let's have a meeting. I don't like this church. <laughs> We're talking about changing the bathroom color. Like, I don't know why. We, we pray about it. 
Like, I'm like, whoa, bro. I don't like the toilet paper either. Like, I'm like, are you manifesting? Like, they mad about what they, they're mad about your favor. Amen. They're mad about your favor. They didn't hate you. They hate your favor. Why does that guy at work give you a problem? He hates your favor. Why that lady in the cube next door to you talking about you? She hates your favor. Next time they start talking about it, walk on by with a little glass. Say, hey, that's just the flavor I got on my favor. It's all over the place. <laughs> my God in heaven, if I stay still long enough, man, I promise you what, I'm going to glow in the dark. I got so much favor on me. Yeah, it goes before you. But you thought it was going to make people happy. Instead, it made people angry. Why? Because you know what they're saying? I don't like the coat I'm wearing. I want to wear yours. You can't have mine. It's mine. You got to keep your own on. Write this down. Stop sharing your dreams with people who can't get you one step closer to your destiny. I'm going to say that again. You sharing dreams with people can't even see their way out the parking lot. Hush your mouth. Don't tell those people. Get around someone that only gets excited when you talk. Try to share your dream. You know, they look at you like, how are you going to do that? Isn't it funny? The moment you start talking big, the people that can't see the big you start talking about the old you. I'm preaching way better than this whole building's amen to me, but it's okay. I'm all right with my own identity. You know what I'm saying? Did you hear what I said? Isn't it funny how the moment you start talking big, they start talking about the old you? Didn't we try that? And uh, Be quiet. Didn't you do that? No, 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 no. Don't let them critique you. Come on. They don't know you. Come on, man. Stop sharing dreams with people who can't get you one step closer to your destiny. Come on. This, you, let me tell you, once you start, it's going to reveal dream killers all around you. Yes, sir. You ever go to a meeting where people can't go nowhere at work? Creativity stifled, dreaming stifled, everything stifled. Because, you know, Sister, Sister Lemon Face over there, she ain't going to let nothing happen. She's so shot out. Every idea is a bad idea. It ain't a good idea in the building. Come on, somebody. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then you decide it's a good idea to go share what God told you. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell nothing to these people. And these people, I told you, I'm going to say it again because some of you need to hear this. You got offended at people and say, why don't they like me? It ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm going to say this again. Somebody needs to hear this. Holy Ghost won't let me leave this. You got hurt when people left your life. I got news for you. They did not leave your life because of you. They left your life because of what was on you. And when you don't, I'm going to tell you right here now. If you don't want to serve God no more, my light gets brighter. And the next thing you know. You think you're mad at me. You ain't mad at me. They, they weren't mad at you in the church. They weren't mad at you a day of your life. They were mad what was on you. That's all. So how did people change overnight? They just got mad about what was on you. Because now what is on you is tweaking them to go to another level. See, my coach's going to challenge you to go to another level. My anointing. See, you see, got to understand this. That was that, what, what that meant. Joseph had an anointing in that coat. That coat was anointed. Amen. And they, even though they, I'm going to tell you right now, they stripped it off them, but they couldn't take the favor out of the kid. Right. They might try to take your coat off, but guess what? You can't take that favor off of my life. 
Amen. You might try to strip me down with your words. You might try to talk about me. You might try to backbite. You might just try to gossip. You might try to say whatever they were talking about you. They were mad at you. They blasphemed against you. You know what I'm saying? They made up lies about you. They said something wasn't true about you. They talked about all this stuff. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Guess what? They just trying to take your coat off. But I got news. You can take the coat off. You can't take the favor off. Come on. Nobody can take the favor off you, baby. Come on. It ain't going to just, it's going to stay with your life. Now, listen, I was thinking about this, right? So I started asking myself, this coat thing really got me, you know, like keep your coat on, right? You got to, these dream killers are coming. I'm telling you, it's true. I'm telling you, they might, they might have put you in the pit of pain, but I'm telling you what, you better hang on to this dream. I'm telling you, you got to keep this dream alive. Don't ever let it go. That's another thing, too. Once, once you start doing you got to dream this thing out. you got to dream again, man. Some of you put the coat on, and you didn't know the pain that was coming with it. You started taking steps of decades of walking it out, and the pain with that coat got so much, you took it off, put it on a coat rack, and stuck it in a closet. I don't want to carry this thing no more. They didn't tell me about the pain they didn't tell Joseph about the pain. They didn't tell Joseph about the problems. They didn't tell Joseph what it was going to cost. They didn't tell Joseph what the betrayal was going to feel like. They didn't tell nobody what it was going to go to. So everybody thinks it's going to be a picnic. Ain't no picnic here. Once you put that coat on, it's a mission. It's a battle to the finish. Amen. And you put it on, you think, like, they're going to have a parade for me. Instead of they what? They're ready to kill them. Sell them. Do them in. Betrayal, bitter mint. Nobody liked it. They can't even talk to him peacefully. Imagine what this kid was going through. They couldn't even talk nice to him. They said they couldn't even have a nice word to say to him. They hated him. Everybody hated him. You know, I'm going to tell you what. His daddy was messed up, too, because when he told the second dream, his dad was like, let me tell you about the whole story. You got to realize something with this kid, right? He, when he lived in the sojourn in the land and he said he was a stranger, we all understood this, that when Jacob was done, Joseph was taken over. He was the inheritor of the blessing. So I got news for you. His daddy knew eventually he was going to rule. Okay? They didn't understand the format. But it's funny. The minute the father heard the second dream, it's cute you're going to rule when I'm dead. But now you tell me you're going to rule while I'm alive? I don't know if I like this. Even his own father was turning because of the favor that was on him. I'm telling you, man. When the favor hits your life, sometimes everybody around you is critiquing everything you're doing. It ain't easy. This ain't an easy journey, but God's going to be faithful. Leave your coat on. Don't take it off. They're trying to talk about you. You took it off. Tell the truth. You took it off. Everybody in this room took it off. The pain showed up, and the problem showed up. And you took it off and you put it in the closet and let said if that's what it takes to carry that thing, I don't want to wear it no more. I don't want to wear it no more. I don't want to wear it no more. God's like, go back to the closet and take your coat out and put it on. And don't you take it off no more. Oh, I don't understand what you uh, church used to be the first thing you thought about. Now it's the 19th thing you think about. God used to be the first thing you had going on. Now he's 52 on the list. God and the things of God and the call of God and the plan of God. Oh, look, I know what I, you started running after God and then the seasons got hard and things got, now you're on autopilot Christianity. 
Last time you had a board meeting had vision in it. I'm going to throw something, man. When's the last time you went in and said, we taking the whole territory, and I don't care if they like it. I'll tell the city, I'm calling the city tomorrow, telling you to get out the way. Why? I'm taking the freeway. I'm taking the highway. They told me I could reap. Come on. Where's your coat? the last time you had a meeting and went in there and said, I'm going to dream so big I'm gonna, when I leave the room, I'm going to be scared about what I said in that meeting. Because I got so much capacity in me. I got so much miraculous in me. I got so much supernatural in me. I got so much ability. When's the last time you scared yourself with your dream? And what you doing with it anyway? Leaving it in the closet. Well, you know, one day I'm going to be in the ministry. 50 years ago you said that. One day I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. One day we're going to do that. One day, one day, one day. Enough of this one day. Today. Yes. Come on. Amen. Put your coat on. Well, now some of you, you didn't believe in your coat. You didn't believe you were the one to wear it. I don't feel qualified for this. I've got news for you. Ain't none of us qualified. I don't feel like I'm supposed to wear it. Guess what? God picked you. Yeah, that's right. Biggest problem I had, I'm in Bible school. I didn't even know I'm called. Walking around, dudes had briefcases and stuff like, suits, praise God, I'm going to be in the ministry. I was like, bro, I don't know. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm serious, man. It's cats show up. Remember? Remember that? You had some of those dudes? We're going to Bible school, you know what I'm saying? I met Raymond. Guy's going to school with a suit on and a tie. You know, we had to dress up, but they put the jacket on there, the briefcase. You know, they just look like preachers, you know? Got their briefcase, praise God. Going to be a preacher. They had to walk. All of them has had the same walk. <laughs> Am I going to be a preacher? I'm like, bro, I got problems, man. I don't, know. I don't even think I'm saved, man. I know I'm saved. But I ain't, I ain't going to do all I don't know about all that. So we went in there one day, and I got them all mad. I got all the pastors mad. Because I started talking about miracles. And I was talking about God's a miracle. This miracle. They want to just be line upon line. So, you know, I was watching this stuff, and I started getting ornery with one of them. I was like, I don't even want to go to your church. He said, well, you, we, we won't have people like you at my church when I have a church. I said, you're going to have a dead church anyway. You have, you have stuff. Oh, yeah, the dean got mad at me. Yeah, the dean, I was ushering. I got in trouble with the dean. I'm sitting there ushering. I, my buddy goes, well, why didn't you go to the, why did you, I said, why didn't you come to the gym today? We were working out, you know, every day doing stuff. I go, why didn't you come to the gym today? You're getting lazy. And the dean was sitting right over there. And he goes, Zarno. He used to call me Zarno. He goes, Zarno, why did you go to the gym today? I go, because I'm going to snap crutches, chuck wheelchairs, and break canes. That's why I go. All right. I'm kidding you. The dean in the school. Listen to this pinhead. Yeah, he's a pinhead. I don't care. He could, he, what are you going to do, write me a letter? <laughs> this pinhead turns around and said, you better get good insurance. I swear to God. I looked that joker in the face. I said, obviously, you don't like my coat. <laughs> I have to straighten you out, too. I said, I'm not going to need insurance, sir. God's got it. You see, everybody trying to stifle your ability to go to another level in everything you do. Obviously, I was playing around, but understand this. God's a miracle worker. You challenge the miracle worker I know my God is, guess what? I'm not going to let you pin that on my coat. My coat says something different. Because I didn't, see, here's the thing. I went in church. I was unorthodox. I was weird. They went and did it like this. They, and nobody believes I'm preaching preacher today. I can't even go to the park my car. The guy's like, seriously, come on. I went to the wedding, and I pulled my car up. My wife's with me, and I go, hey, that's my spot because I got to go do this wedding. They're like, no, really, serious. This is for the pastor. I said, I'm the pastor. Tell him when you tell him I'm the pastor. She's like, he really is the pastor. 
everywhere I go, you don't look like a pastor. I was like, what do I look like? The guy's like, you look like you're in the mob or something. I was like, I don't know. What the heck's going on here? I'm being serious, right? They don't think you look like a preacher. They think you're supposed to be some stiff, boarded up guy. So I go to church, and I'm moving around, and I'm doing all this. And then I said, Jesus drops one time. I said, J J I said God's got JD falling from the wall. Jesus drops. They thought I was talking about Jack Daniels. I said, no, I'm not talking about bougie, silly clowns. I'm talking about Jesus drops. God's moving in miracles. And I started lurking in his gift. And also, I'm walking around, and I just like, I did what I saw. Brother Hagin walk around. Psh, 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 Bam, people falling out, stuff's going on. I'm like, I don't know if I could go. They ain't going to get me. I ain't going to get no job doing this. I said, this is crazy. I don't even know if what I'm doing is right. But people started getting touched by God, and stuff started to happen. But the church critique, they kicked me out. That church by your house, they kicked me out. I got drummed out. I was doing youth meeting, and I prayed for a girl to get well. And they're like, you can't come back. I said, what do you mean I can't come back? They're like, oh, you're talking all this miracle business. I said, I can't come back. They're like, no, you're, you're fired. You're basically fired. I got fired, right? I was doing this youth thing on a weekly gig. I got fired. So I said, so do you want me not to preach tonight? Because I won't, because I'm very honorable. If you tell me not to, he goes, no, you could preach tonight. I preached the best sermon of my life. I rebuked everybody. I rebuked the whole denomination. I rebuked the whole denomination. I said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm serving a God that does miracles. I serve a God that heals cancer. I serve a God that's a miracle worker. And if your crazy denomination doesn't believe this stuff, I'm telling you what, I'm not going to stop preaching what I know works. I'm not going to stop preaching. Because you know he's the one to work in God. You can't tell me what I didn't see. I saw him do it. They took the tape, because we used to use tapes back then. They took the tape, they brought it, they gave it back. They said, oh, you can come back. They liked it. I said, they like that? Praise be to God. There's hope for the heavens. Amen? I don't know. I'm being serious. Why? Because you're going to be different. You're different. You're different. You might not sit there. You might not run around. Guess what? You might just sit there and preach. I don't know what you do, but we need you. Leave your coat on. Stop trying to put, you know what it is? Well, my coat ain't good enough. Who told you your coat ain't good enough? Who told you you're not qualified? Who told you it's not for you? Who told you you can't do Who told I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Praise be to God. We need more of those coats in America. Be you. Make that the best home. Make those kids learn the Bible. Well, that's not big. What's big? What's big? Sitting in front of 80,000 people preaching the gospel? Hush your mouth. That ain't big. That ain't big. Big is obedience. If that's your coat, wear it. Well, I don't like it. I want to do the other thing. Trust me, you don't know the hell people are walking through with the coat they're wearing. Keep yours on. Four things we got to go. Right? Sorry, think about this. Write these down, and I'm going to give you these four guys. They're in there. You doing all right tonight? I just wanted to talk to you tonight. Is this okay? But you better start believing in yourself. Tomorrow morning you get up. I'm, don't even, not tomorrow. You walk out this door and say, my God in heaven, I'm here to change the world. Look at your neighbor and say, you're here to change the world. I'm telling you, look at your other neighbor and say, you're here to change the world. Y'all, put your coat on. Your coat's got the power to do it. Stop this stuff. Stop this stuff. Walk out there tomorrow like a dominator. Stop talking like Christians. Weak, soft, goofy, freaking out. All right. Freaking out about everything. Right. They're worse than the lost people. Yes, sir. Stop talking like Christians. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Why don't you start acting like a believer? That's what you're gonna do. I know you guys are believers, but you know what I'm saying? They got more fear in the church than they do in the world sometimes. Okay, just write these down. Don't let the pressure take your coat off. Leave it on. I got so much pressure. Who don't? You know what the qualification of ministry is? The, your ability to handle pain. 
That's what it is. Your threshold of pain determines your qualification for ministry in the earth. How much pain can you handle? That's what it is. It's true. I'm hurt. Don't let, don't let the hurt take your coat off. They hurt me. People are going to hurt you. They're on design, man. Wake up. They come like Judas. They come what? You know what God told me a long time ago? I got to help you because you people need to learn this stuff. You ain't, God told me, he said, you ain't, you ain't going to do nothing wrong. I know me. Don't say never. Shut up. I can say never. Like, go get a different job if you're worried about that. I said, I ain't never going to touch the money. I ain't going to get stupid. I ain't leave my wife. I ain't doing none of that nonsense. And God spoke to me. He said, and because you're like that, the devil knows that too. So he ain't going to come through that nonsense. He's going to send Judas in and try to stab you from behind. Because you ain't going to jack the whole thing up yourself. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to send somebody from within to sabotage the whole thing. Yes, sir. See what I'm saying? Because you ain't going to sabotage it yourself. That's most preachers got problems with. They jack it up themselves. You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do that with your life. So what do you think he's going to do? He's going to send people on assignment to get close, and then what? Hurt you. How many got some of them? Right? Got some hurts. Somebody got close to hurt you. Something happened to hurt you. Don't, get, don't you take your coat off because of pain. Leave your coat on. That's what it's designed to do. Derail your destiny, make you take your coat off. Now, because of pain, we don't get the best out of you because the enemy learned how to sabotage your destiny, getting your coat off. Leave your coat on. Keep the thing on. People are going to let you down. Come on. That's what people do. But don't take your coat off. Don't let the pain make you take your coat off. People put their coat in the closet because they don't want to handle the pain no more. I don't want to do this no more. How many times did you go help people and then you don't even want to help nobody no more? Because why? Helping people was painful. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying. Look, I got to go because I can't keep you all night. Okay? So write these down. Did you write that? Don't let the cost of the coat take your coat off. It costs something to carry that thing. This thing costs you something. You understand that? We're going to pray for people too. Okay? In a minute. Okay? You get this? It costs something to wear that day. But you know what? I can't, I can't get to do what I want to go do. No, duh. There's a cost for that thing. Yeah. You know, I was telling Pastor Liz, we were talking about, she's going to preach tomorrow, it's going to be great. But I said, you could just show me a label, I'll tell you where we're running. I don't care what it is. We go look at fishing poles. You just turn the label, I know what kind of money we're spending. Yeah. Come on, right? You girls know what I'm saying. You go in the store, you look at the tag, you know, we're, come on, man. I know the price tag of that thing. Why? Because I see where I'm shopping. You don't think this thing costs? Costs you your life. Costs you your dream. Costs you a lot. And I remember back in the day, you know, we went to, when we were in Bible school and not going back there, you had to put stuff in the closet because you couldn't do it no more. We don't talk like this in the church. We are such an injustice to you young people. It's disgusting. We are. Because we, we, we compromise, and then we come to this new generation, and we don't want to tell, tell you what it costs. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Bump that. You don't get to go where everybody else goes. You don't get to watch what everybody watches. You don't get to listen to. I went to Sarema with my buddy. He was a four-year golfer. He put the clubs in the closet. They never came out for two years. God told me not to touch them. Don't touch them, bro. Because that was something to you in life. We don't talk about lay down. We don't talk about leaving in the closet. We don't talk about, well, you know, you got to be free. Free from what? Free from obedience to God? Put it down. Now he plays, but you know what I mean? There was a season God said, lay that down. You love me more than that? 
We don't talk like that in church. Well, you might offend somebody. That's God. God don't play second in nobody. Come on. God wants first place. He lets you have fun, but you know what I mean. If you got something in there tugging for dominance, and then you got old people, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to. Come on, cut it out. Put your coat on. You shouldn't even be a question whether you're coming to church in the morning on Sundays. Go to church, man. Everybody go to church. Well, you're being religious. No, I'm being disciplined. Why don't you get some? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I can say it. You guys are just visiting. You know, your family, though. You know what I mean? It ain't them saying it. I don't know how your church attendance is at home, but don't miss sticks because if you miss, you know what I'm saying? Come on. You know, you go go hang out with him. He's good. You need to get with him. He's, he, don't let him kid you. He's the best. He don't want to say he's not, but he could, he could do that. You know what I mean? Phenomenal. But you know what I'm saying? You, you don't talk like that no more. We got to. It's a commitment. It's a cost. Quiet in here. Yeah, they don't want to hear it. All right, write these down. Ready? I started thinking about four quotes. I'm going to give them to you quick, and it's going to be fast. Right? Boom. God said, think about all the other quotes in the Bible. David had a code of battle. What giant is trying to hold you back? What giant is standing against you like Goliath? Standing in your mind trying to tell you you're not. You're not worthy. You're not able. Because you, know you know what happened with David? David went out there and said, hey, what's going on? He said, here comes this uncircumcised Philistine. He's screaming and yelling and acting a fool. Who, what, what's up with this nitwit? And remember they all said, they said, oh, you know what? Man, just be quiet. You just come out here to be a spectacle. He said, no. He said, what happens if you kill this guy? He said, man, you, ain't, you can't kill him. They came to him and said, you ain't big enough. You ain't strong enough to fight him. You're not able to. And what he said, he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause here that I should rise up and take this battle? Is there not a fight to be fought? Who is this guy talking about? He said, what giant? Don't, don't substitute your coat for someone else's. It's funny. When you get ready to do something big, everyone is trying to tell you what you cannot do. Uh-huh. Ain't that funny? And then that is, right? Oh, and they said, you can't do it. You're not big enough. Blah, blah, blah. And David said this. And Saul finally wakes up a little bit and said to David, he said, you're not able to. Look at 1 Samuel 17, Just real quick. I'm going to give you these real quick. But I want you to remember these. Because what battle do you have? What battle in your mind do you have? What giant do you have staring you every day you get up? What, what battle is in between your ears trying to tell you can't be, you can't do, you won't be this? Who's telling you this stuff? What giant do you have to slay? What victory do you have to achieve? What place do you got to go to? Look what it says here in 1 Samuel, real quick. King James is fine. 17:13. And Saul said unto David, what? You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. You're just a youth. You're, he's a man of war from his youth. You're nobody. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and a lamb and took it out. And I went out after him and I smote him. What's the big deal? If I slew the lion and the bear, I could surely slay this guy, right? You know what? And look at verse 38. And Saul armed David with his armor and put a helmet of brass on his head and armed him with a coat. Put his coat on. Said, take my coat and go. Put my coat on. Right? And what did David say? He said, I can't wear this coat. This coat don't fit me. This coat don't fit me, so I'm not taking your coat. I'm going to take what I know to do with work before. I'm going to take my sling and my rock and my staff, and I'm going to go fight a battle, and I'm going to go do I don't need Saul's armor to fight with, because why? I will use what I have, because what I have is enough. Come on, somebody. Remember this. Your coat's enough. 
You don't need what somebody else got. You got enough in your coat to win the battle. That's right. You got enough in your coat to win the victory. Right. You got enough in your coat to go do what God calls you to do. You got enough ability in you to build all them buildings. Build every building. Build every dream. Build everything God calls you to build. Do everything God calls you to do. Fight the giant inside your head. Fight the battles of your mind. Slay devils. Come on, somebody. Take back territory. Do whatever God calls you to do. Why? Because I got enough. I don't need to wear your armor. I got enough in my armor to get me to victory. Come on. You got to remember that. When you forget that, don't you ever forget that. Number two, because you got to win your battles. It's in your anointing. But let me tell you something right now. You, ain't, you better be strong. Friday, I'm going to talk. You got to be strong enough to speak this stuff. Don't get weak. Because once you get weak, you ain't talking to nothing no more. You know what I'm saying? Weak faith can't move your mouth. You know, speak to it. We don't speak this stuff. We'll talk about Friday. I'll give you a little refresher. Yeah, speak this stuff. Okay? Here's another one, right? I can't think of God gave me these this morning. Elijah had a coat of purpose. The calling coat. The coat of the calling. First Kings 19.2. Look at this. When you get reary, wrap yourself back up in your coat. I'm going to show you this now. This is good. Now just write this down because I gave you a lot. But I didn't go that long, but you pull it in. You, pull it. you know what? Elijah, remember when Jezebel showed up, sent the messenger? Guy just calls down fire from heaven. Now he's running away from this nitwit. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. That goes to show you no matter what's going on, man, you better pay attention because the devil's sneaky. Yeah. Just when you think you're on the mountaintop, he gets you in the head, knock you in the head with something stupid, and you're running from the devil. Right? Now watch this. You've got to see this. Right? Jezebel sent the messenger. This is good. I feel the anointing. Right? So we're going, well, I'm going to pray for some of you because some of you are a little wild, a little buck wild. I got to get you. So let, let the, let, he said, well, he said, Elijah, I'm going to come and kill you. Right? And he split. And he went his day's journey into the wilderness. He came and sat up under a juniper tree. And in verse 5, and he lay and slept under a juniper tree. Beholding, the angel touched him and said, arise and eat. And he took and baked him a cake. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and touched him and said, arise and go. And look at this in verse 9. And he came hither to a cave, and he lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said, Elijah, what are you doing here? He calls down fire from heaven. Supernatural miracle. But here comes Jezebel says, hey, you done, bro. He runs, he hides. He's, he's having a mental breakdown. I got news for you. It's okay. And I'm going to tell you right here now, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I don't say that like in, 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 in a, in a, um, a non um, compassionate way. He really is. He's losing it, man. And he doesn't know what to do. And I'm telling you, if you're battling your mind, it's in this still small voice, you're going to find peace. Too much noise, man. People think noise. There's chaos everywhere. So look what happens. And he came, and the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, what are you doing here? Watch this. He's discouraged. He despondent. He's scared. He's freaking out. Should he be? No, but should me and you? No, but it happens. We go through seasons. We go through hard times. We go through stuff. Come on. You're not robotic. You're human, right? You go through stuff in life. You like this? It's true. You go through stuff. But check this out, right? Look what he says. He said this. He said, what are you doing here? And he said to him, to Elijah. And he said, I've been very jealous of the Lord of the hosts. The children of Israel forsake your covenant. I'm the only one here. And he said to him, go forth. Look at verse 11. 
Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Great strong wind rent the mountains. And he broke in pieces the rocks of the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the Lord was not in the earthquake. But after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after that, a still, small voice. But watch 13. When Elijah heard it, he wraps his face in his coat. See, when you get discouraged, you got to wrap yourself back up in your purpose. And you think the thing that caused you the pain to separate you was the problem, it's the solution. Because you think the thing that's caused you the most problems that cost you to go run and hide, that coat you're wearing, is a problem, it's really the source of your success. And until you wrap yourself back up in that purpose, you don't hear and see right. Don't take your coat off. It's the key to your success. Yes, wrap yourself back up in it and don't let nobody take it off again. Amen. And stay there. Amen. And don't come out of it. Yes. And don't let nobody talk you out of it. I got to keep it. And look what he said. Watch. Because you all know what happened. Watch what happened. He said to him, he said what? He said, right. And he said, he wrapped his face in the mantle, went out and stood at the end of the gate. And behold, there came a voice that said, what are you doing here? Once he wrapped himself back up in his purpose, he heard loud and clear. Put that mantle on. Don't take that mantle off. The thing you think that's causing you the problems is the thing that's really keeping you towards the solution that God has given you. It's saving your life is what it's really doing. He said, I don't want to go no more. He said, okay, you don't have to go no more. But you could if you want to. Wrap yourself up. When you get discouraged, wrap yourself back up. I don't know who I am. You better go find out. It's the key to you being successful in life. Wrap yourself up. He didn't hear nothing. He picked up that coat, put it on, and he heard again. Sometimes when you take that thing off, you can't hear no more. You can't see no more. So you come out of a fog when you get back in your destiny because it's anointed. See, this ain't like normal. This is, what do you think he was wearing? He was wearing the anointing. You know when you're anointed. You know when you're not anointed. You know when the anointing comes on you. Come on, man. You're walking in a job. You know when you're anointed. You know when it's rolling. You know when it's not rolling. You know when it's difficult. You know when you got it. You know when you got that glide in your stride. Come on, man. You know when it's there. It's tangible. You can feel I'm, 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 And you know when it's not. It's a lot easier to do it when it's around, amen, than when it's not around. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying. But sometimes you got to wrap yourself back up in that purpose. Don't quit on it. Here's the next one, right? Write this down. Elijah had this one. He had a coat. That was a mantle for the next level anointing. How many are you ready for that one? I'm ready for another level of this. You want to know where that was? 1 Kings 19, 19. Here's the problem with some of you. Write this down. You're going to like it. I love you, but it's true. You got to hear it. Stop trying to go back to the people who can't go forward with you. I'm going to say that again. That came from heaven. Yeah, you know, sometimes I write them down because I hear them in the inside. You know those are really good. You can't even take credit for this stuff because people are like, you ain't that smart. Right? It's okay. Right? I'm going to read you this. Now you write it down, okay? We're almost done. Right? Stop trying to go back to people who can't go forward. 
I'm going to go call those people from the used to go to church. That people don't go to church no more. Lose their number. Send them a text. I'm not trying to be mean, man. Come on. That's funny, though, if you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I got, I'm friends with people. But you know what I'm saying? We know what I mean. I'm, I'm friends with people that left this church. Because if we ain't friends after we left church, we weren't friends. I don't roll like that. We friends for life. Like, this joker left me, went to Oklahoma, should have never left. But I still love him. But he better wake up because I'm keeping Emily. You don't think I'm not. She ain't leaving. Okay? She's staying with me. I'm going to adopt her. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, why don't you leave me? Don't leave me. Right? But what I'm saying is, that was funny. I don't, I, I have a relationship with people that left the church. I swear, I do. And that's not weird. But I'm just saying, don't try to pull people that don't want to be where you're at. Because the problem is this. They ain't going to go forward with me. They're going to always try to pull me in a different direction. Look, if we here and you show up and we rolling, I go to South Carolina, I'm going to your church. Ain't no different. I'm going to roll. Whatever you want to do, I'm going to do. Why? You're my people. That's what you do. This is what I do. We're going to roll. He ain't got to convince me to come there. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Some of you fighting to go get people. They don't want, they don't want to be in your life. They don't want to be in your life. What do I care about it? I don't know why. They probably don't like what you're wearing. You know what I'm saying? They didn't just like what you're wearing. Now they don't want to be there. Now you're trying to go get them. Can you come see this? Can you come see what I'm wearing? You like what I'm wearing? You like me? You like this? Like that. Now bump that. Say, you know what? If you don't like what I'm wearing, I don't really care. Go wear what you want to go wear. And go wear what. And you want to know what's funny about the people that don't wear what you wear? They usually hang out with the people all wearing that stinky stuff. You know, all the complainers hang out with all the other complainers that are all complaining about complaining because they just like to complain. And you over there going forward, all them church hurt people got a home cell group. I'm going to say, I don't really care. I'm messing everybody up. What are you going to do, come get me? All the church hurt, quote me, all the church hurt people have a home cell group. They have their own Bible study because they're all hurt. And that's how they do it, because they don't need no authority. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, they don't like, because, you know, you can't trust people. You can't trust where you were, but you could trust me. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to say it again, because I like it, because I'm getting some people mad, and I can feel it. I don't really care, because guess what? I got the mic. You don't. Right? You know what I'm saying? All those church people, they got a Bible study about why they're so hurt. They need inner healing for the next 30 years, because they want to stay hurt. You know what I tell all my friends that ask me? Uh, I forgave you before you did it, so there ain't no reason we got to worry about this. Yeah. Right. I ain't getting hurt, because right. I ain't going to let you get hurt. Come on, man, wake up. You know what I'm saying. All those people that don't like your coat, they hang out together yeah. at the coat rack. <laughs> Jacking around, talk about nothing. And then they like, why don't you come down here? Because you're all weird, and I don't want to go there. Weird people with no coats on. You know what I'm saying? And if they got one, you know, the one coat they got, you don't want to wear it. Don't put it on. It stink. That's complaining. All right, look right here. Somebody's like, are we going home? Not till later. Right? First Kings 19, 19. So they departed and they found Elijah. He was plowing. Elijah said this. He said, and he left the yoke of oxen and he ran. And he said, let me go back to my father and my mother and follow thee. He said, go back again for what? What I have done. And he returned back and he took the yoga and he slew him. And he said, what? He said, if you're going to go. See, that's the problem with people. They try to go back. You can't go back. Once you want to go forward, you can't go back. 
You got to seek someone who could take you to your next level. But if you seek somebody that could take you to your next level, you can't go back to the old level people. New level people are going to challenge you to what? Release the old level people. You're like, I'm trying to bring everybody with me to the new church. You're out of your mind. The people ain't going with you. You know what I'm saying? Run. Run. And go where you need to go. And if they can't keep up, leave them behind. I'm telling you, it's true. Look, why don't somebody like me? You know, that's my new thing. Why don't they like me? Some of you want people to like you. Let's just pick on this for a minute. I want, I want people to like me. If they don't like you, they don't like what you're wearing. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Why don't people like me? Why don't I fit in? Your coat don't let you fit in. It's unique. It's isolating because it's what? Distinction. So you're trying to fit in with people. You ever try to fit in with people and you don't feel like you fit in? And you feel like a stranger in the land? Hello, Joseph. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Joseph. Your coat's a little different than everybody else's, amen? You notice how you get around your people? You ain't got no problem hanging with them? We all got the same coat on. Come on, somebody. See what I'm saying? You got to, you know, they say, you found your tribe. I'm going to say it like this. You found your coat size. Come on, man. Stay with your people, man. Stay in your anointing. I'm telling you, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Stay there. Now, look at this right here. You're going to see this. So good. Okay? Come over here. Go to 2 Kings 2.1. I'm done. Seek someone who can take you to the next level. Look at this. I'm not really done, but it sounds good. And it came to pass. These people came all the way. If you can't stay to 9.30, you watch a football game for three hours. Hush your mouth. And it came to pass when the Lord took, look, when the Lord would take Elijah up into heaven by a whirlwind, he came to him, and Elijah said to Elisha, Elijah said to Elijah, tarry here, I pray to you. He said, look, now, Elisha said, look, he said, what do, you, what do you really want? You know what he said? You know the story. He said, I want what you got. Okay. If you see me go up, you can have it. What did he want? He wanted the coat. He said, I want your coat. What's a weird thing, isn't it? It's like, I want, isn't that goofy? He's like, I want, what, I want the mantle on your life. I want what's on your life because something inside of me wants what you got. And I want it. What do I got to do to get it? And the man of God gives him instruction. He said, okay, here's the deal. He said, you can see me. This don't make. This is stupid. If you see me go up, what's on me will come on you. But if you don't, it won't. That God didn't tell him that. He just told him what he said. Here's my instruction to you: If you see me go up, what I got will come down on you. That's all he needed to hear. He tells him. He says what? He said, "I'm going to Bethel." He said, "You stay here." He said, "I'm not going nowhere. I'm going with you. I'm going where you go." If you go to Bethel, I'm going to Bethel. Bethel's where you see God face to face. He said, where are you going after Bethel? He said, okay, great. He said, after Bethel, he said, I'm going, I'm going to go to Jericho. He said, you stay here. He said, I'm not staying here. He said, I'm going with you. He said, why? He said, because I'm going where you go. Wherever you go, you go. Jericho's where your walls fall down. These are all battles he's teaching this kid about. You got to see God face to face. You're going to have to go through some battles. He goes, where's the last place? He goes, we're going to go to Jordan. He goes, and he goes, I'm not going to stay here. He said, I'm going with you. Jordan is the what? The place where you go over to your promised land. And the Bible says that right after that, he's getting ready to go up. And they try to keep telling him, right? They said, oh, you're going to go up. You're going to go up. And they kept telling him, you know, he's going to be gone. You're going to be gone. Because here's what they got to remember. Walls fall down. Promises get fulfilled. And look at this right here. Look at verse 10. 2 Kings 2. 10. You can read 9 too. Came to pass 
when they were gone over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what you, what you want me to do for you. He passed the test. He said, and what? Tell me what you want. Elijah said, I pray to you, a double portion of the spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing, but if you see me, when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto you. But if not, it shall not be so. The instruction from Elijah was God leading him to allow the promotion to be fulfilled in his followers. God confirmed the words of Elijah. And it came to pass as they went and talked, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, verse 11. And the horses in the fire parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up in a whirlwind in heaven. And Elijah saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he rent them in two pieces. He ripped his stuff. And he took upon him the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. He ripped his clothes off and put the clothes on that fell. He put a new coat on. There's a next level anointing waiting for you. I promise you it's true. All you got to do is pursue it. All you got to do is seek it. And you know what? God will let you put the new one on. And what happened? He will. He'll let you put a new one on. But you got to pursue it. You got to pursue the anointing like nothing else. See, we don't talk like that no more. We don't pursue the, pursue the anointing. What's that mean? You seek God. Right? He took him up, right? And he fell. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell, and he smote the waters. He said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. He chased the mantle of a man and found the mantle of God. Come on, somebody. That's what he did. He got the mantle of God on his life. He chased him. See, that's how you get it. You chase somebody in the earth, and then God will give you the promotion. That's how it happens. You got it. Because God wants you to follow instruction. Everybody don't understand that. They think, like, oh, I'm just going to get it. You got to qualify for it. Here's the thing. Heaven doesn't give you nothing until you qualified in the earth. I could save 30 years of your life if you listen to me, but I can. See, people think God gave you. God didn't give you nothing. Did the preacher just say that? Yeah. He ain't going to give you nothing unless you qualify in the earth. You don't qualify in the earth, God won't really give you nothing. The moment you qualify in the earth... This is how it works. So you got to know God. So well, I could do this. No, you can't. You can't get around it without order. God will never really give you the next level anointing for your life until you qualify in the earth by following instruction. You know why? Not because he's mean, because you're unsafe without you following authority. And God doesn't want to give you something that can hurt you. Because it, it killed Elijah. You didn't know that? Yeah. It, it basically, yeah, it killed Elijah. What do you mean it killed him? God listened to his prayers, even though his prayers were not God's desire. You think Elijah was done? No, bro. He just didn't want to go no more. So I said, you're done? The day God listens to your words and changes his will for your life is the scariest day of your life. Trust me, you don't want to get there too early. Because you could say something stupid in a minute and derail your destiny forever. He said, I'm the only one. He said, no, you're not. I'm the only one. No, you're not. And he's wrapped up and he can't even think straight. And he says, I don't want to do this no more. He said, okay, good. Then he goes, go down there and find Elisha and give him what's on you because you don't want what I put on you no more. Uh Woe be the day you don't want what God put on you no more and got to give it away to somebody else. 
Ain't going to happen to my watch. Come on, I ain't giving it away. Come on, man. You got to keep this thing carried to the finish line. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then you pour yourself, look, you pour yourself out. Because that bothered me too. You know, they got all excited because, you know, there's power in the grave. That goes on even more. You know? Why is there power in the grave? Should have been left in the earth. Power in the grave ain't making me excited. Power in the earth is. Mantle was going. Can't give it to Gehazi. He's a thief, so it goes with you to the grave. The predecessor gets jacked up. You'll take power to the grave. God follows your instruction even when it shouldn't be his will. You'll take power to the grave. Paul said, I'm pouring my life out like a drink offering. I ain't leaving nothing behind. Don't leave power in the grave. Leave it in the earth. Leave it in somebody's hands. You got to find the right qualifier. That's the biggest problem you're seeing right now in the body of Christ. Great men in God trying to hand something to men that are not ready for it. So they got to take it home with them. I think like that. Last guy was Jesus. He had the coat of a king. Look at Matthew 27, 24. We're done. You can play something. And then we'll maybe do a song or something like that. But are you pulling this in? Is this good? Yes. Put your coat on. Coat of Jesus. Reign as a king. You're supposed to be a king in this thing. Come on. He's a king. You got that? You know what I mean by that? Look at this. Team will come and do it. Check this out. In Matthew 27, when Pilate realized that there was a riot, was ready to break. I got it in the passion. Sorry. I changed, I changed that one up for you, Angela. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. Look at this. When Pilate realized that there was a riot, after washing his hands of people, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous man. The responsibility of death is now yours. And the crowd replied, let his blood be on our children. We can care less. They released Barabbas. And look at what it says here in verse 27. The guards took him to a military compound with 600 soldiers surrounding him. They stripped him of his clothes and placed a scarlet robe on him to make fun of him. They braided a crown of thorns and set it upon his head. And after placing a reed staff in his hand, they knelt before him irreverently, mocking, saying, here, here's the king of the Jews. They spat in his face. They took the reed. They drove crown of thorns in his brow. And when they finished ridiculing him, they took off the scarlet robe and put his own clothes back on him and led him away to be crucified. They're, they try to take off from what God already put on them. You can't. Reigning like a king, got his robe of righteousness on. You could try to put garments on them or something or crimson stuff. Or, but what was on them, you couldn't take off them. You're supposed to reign like a king in the earth. Stop talking like the earth and put your robe on. Put your righteous robe on. Talk like God talks. Say like God's. And people tell you, well, you know, you got to have reality. You got to have reality. You got you to have spirituality. Don't speak reality. Speak faith. Don't speak death. Speak life. Don't speak fear. Speak faith. Don't get in on this thing. Leave your robe on. Put your coat on. Say what God would say. Talk like he does. Everybody's going to look at you like, well, you know, it looks bad. Nah, God will work it out. Get your confession right. Get your faith right. Get your walk right. Get your talk right. Get all this right. Why? Because just like him, they tried. They were mocking him. They took his clothes off. They said, you ain't no king. He said, what? He goes, no. He said, I'm wrapped in righteousness. Hallelujah. You could strip. They stripped him naked. He didn't, want, he didn't lose what was on him. They did the same thing to Joseph. They took his coat off, but you can't take the favor off him. Leave your coat on. You can't see it. It's not a physical coat. 
It's a spiritual coat. Don't you take it off no more. Don't you think you're disqualified? God qualified. And here's the biggest thing to you. Now I'm going to stay here. Stop looking at who's there. And freaking out like, where are they? Who cares? Take care of who you got. Come on, man. Stop freaking out with numbers or whatever's going on. You're like, well, I only got one person following me. Be the best one person discipler they ever seen in their life. I don't got nobody following me. Be the best person in the Bible study to add something there. Don't worry. Don't stop being what God called you to be. Come on. If you're going to be in the book study, be the best book study there is. Why? Because God gave you a moment in time. Take it. Don't just say it's not, not important. Come on. Don't despise the little things God called you to do. Do exactly what you're supposed to do and do it at the best level you possibly can. Leave your coat on. Come on. Stand up on your feet. Leave your coat on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.